0: Thank you for tuning in to SojCast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Butch is a term for a lesbian who adopts a physical style that is considered typically masculine in clothing and attitude. This is Lavender Life with Mari.
1: Hello, this is Mari with Lavender Life. So happy to be back here with you and talking about things today. And I would love to talk to you and see what we've got planned. We've got a great show for you to plan today. All our regular features are Here's What's Happening feature where we discuss queer women's issues that are currently making the headlines. I want to know what pride means to you. That's going to be our topic of the day, actually. I'm going to be talking about pride from specifically a queer woman's uh, perspective, from bisexual woman's perspective, a trans woman's perspective, and a lesbian's perspective. I learned a lot when I was uh, looking up different things and kind of researching uh, how, how women have kind of participated in the pride movement uh, that has been going on for the last, well, I'd say it's, it's, it's it's the last 20 years really going on strong. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about pride history. Uh, I think um, probably everyone who's part of the LGBT community, if they've um, been out and they've been in active spaces, uh, support groups and whatever, they've heard about the Stonewall Riots. The Stonewall Riots are considered probably the most single most important event leading to the gay liberation movement and the modern fight for gay and lesbian rights. Hello, you're on Lavender Life with Mari. Hi, Mari. Yes, I can hear you. Tell me.
2: Ah, so you wanted us to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, let me get my face together. Share an experience with you about a
1: fight? Yes, I do want that, but first I want your name, please.
2: Your number one fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I knew that, but tell us everyone, tell everyone your name. Well, this is Ankara here. So, yeah, I want your pride experiences. Tell me what pride means. I mean, tell me anything you want to about pride.
2: About pride. So, first I'll tell you my experience. I honestly, till like two, three years ago, didn't even know there was something called a pride walk. Okay. Okay. And then a friend of mine said, hey, are you going to the Bangalore pride? I said, what is a pride?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just know that Pride what, to me... What feelings did, did, came up as you walked uh, Pride, as you walked in the Pride march?
2: I was so happy. I was just so happy. It was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one out there. Huh.
1: You know, So feelings of unity, maybe? Unity?
2: Yeah. And the fact that working, you know, walking together, just asking for everybody to be you know happy because we are happy being who we are it's such a nice experience I think sure. I cried a little by the end of the Pride
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I cry every year actually yeah. how do you find have you walked the Pride somewhere else other than Bangalore
2: I've walked the uh, Hyderabad Pride and I've walked the Kolkata Pride. Kolkata is so loud and I love it. Oh, that's so awesome. loud with their expression.
1: That's awesome. So what the are the first, differences between the different prides that you've walked? You said Kolkata is really loud? Yes, yeah, it's so loud. It's
2: they. Okay, so, uh, you know, Calcutta, anyway, Kolkata, uh-huh, is okay. correct. Kolkata... In itself is so artistic, yeah. and they express with art. And walking the pride with people in their form of art, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I meant by yeah. loud. It was beautiful.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure.
2: Yep. And then there was yep. the Hyderabad pride. pride. Hyderabad pride. Well, that's home pride for me. It was just great that, you know, finally my hometown had its first ride and at least three thousand plus people showed up.
1: Yeah, that's I think it's so exciting to be in your hometown and to
2: see it was whole it was community. I think it was the most special one because I had my best friends walking with me hand in hand. Oh. And the people who I you know first came out to were there with me. Right. It was just there's a wall.
1: That's beautiful. That's really yes. beautiful, Antara.
2: It was beautiful,
1: Mari. I really want to see. I want to see, you know, pride throughout yeah. India. I think... Uh, I, Same here. I personally want to be a pride tourist. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. My, we my should daughter. start again. She said, she said that she wants to go, like, all over the world and just go to, from pride to pride and, and, you know, kind of see the different expressions of pride you know of course brazil it has one of the largest prides mm-hmm. in the world i think it's like a hundred thousand people come to that pride oh, wow it's like we should go there mama and see what pride is like there and i i mean i can't even a- imagine really um, she's the sweetest thing people, ever you know like we must take a trip and uh see all of these pride celebrations.
2: We should start a little uh, bank account for, you know, touring, that's, that's being Pride Tourist.
1: That's what we should do, be Pride Tourist. We
2: should a uh, joint account for all of us.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think that's a good
2: idea.
1: Don't give me uh, the password or anything. I might have to take it out and buy a sari. I don't know.
2: Oh, God. Mari in the sari. Hello?
1: We've lost her, I think. I will take you. I will take you as my number one fan. I'm so happy that you're listening and I miss you too. It was lovely talking to you. I'm gonna, And I think it's just perfect, actually, that you came and you were li- able to listen today to uh, me talking about Pride because you know how it works me up. Uh, you know how much it means to me. Um, I think that sometimes people get confused when we start talking about pride. You know, I've heard um, people who are not even, they're not homophobic people, but they're trying to really understand what it is um, from, the, from the homosexual perspective uh, to have pride. Like, why do you need pride? I'm also pri- proud. Uh, you know, we, we don't have to have a straight, pro- uh, straight pride. Why do you need a gay pride? And uh, my answer is always that it's not about being proud in that kind of arrogant sense of, you know, whatever uh, whatever you can do or what, whoever you are. It's not a communal kind of thing like we are from this uh, ethnic group or we are this religion. It's not like that. It's being able to acknowledge who you are at the deepest level of who you are as a person and uh, and share that with, with everyone else and share that with others that are like you, that have had a long journey, maybe, in accepting who they are uh, and coming uh, coming to the table, so to speak, and saying, I'm here also. And I would like I would like uh, to eat with you. I would like to walk with you. I would like to sing with you. I would like to be a part of the discussion. I would like to be a part of society. And I think that's what pride is for me—is it's that coming together of lots of people. I have uh, I have lots of straight friends that walk the pride with me. I have my, of course, my gay friends that walk the pride. I have—it's um, men, it's women. Uh, I've I've seen little babies on on you know the shoulders of their fathers walking the pride uh, every year, and I've watched one specific little girl grow up during the pride. You know, she was just a baby the first time I saw her. And uh, it's a really beautiful expression of acknowledging that even in our differences, even though we may love different people, uh, we do love. And we love uh, genuinely, we love with sincerity, and we love with truth. And I think that's why pride is important. And uh, uh, also, I've heard people say, you know, well, like, I don't feel like I need to walk the pride um, because I don't have to show that I'm proud of who I am. And to those people, I would uh, I would argue, I would respectfully disagree and say, you do need to show that you're proud of who you are and you need to stand up for your rights in the ways uh, that we can. And one of those ways is by walking the Pride March. And uh, I'd like to also point out that when we're talking about the history of Pride, because that's what we were talking about in the beginning, um, you know, they, they don't really talk about uh, the women that were part of Pride. but it was the trans women and uh, the lesbians, and uh, and and it was basically that they said, "This is enough." Uh, you know, they had uh, come and raided a gay club uh, in Greenwich visit, Village called Stonewall Inn, and uh, angered by the harassment of the police, you know, they were doing nothing. They were just, uh, you know, having the having a drink, probably dancing, that kind of thing. And they just couldn't take it anymore. And that de- demonstration led to more people joining in. And within days, there were organized protests and demonstrations all over the U.S. And it, it happened all over the world. It was like everyone kind of collectively said, all over the world, that is enough. We are also citizens of the respective countries that they were in. And uh, and we are going to be a part of the society. It's... Uh something that I find so, so important uh, to to be opposed to the shame and stigma that uh, we may have felt, to, to really celebrate our diversity, to build our community, to talk about increasing our visibility as a social group, which is especially important when we're talking about women, because women have such problems with visibility even inside the queer community and and uh and i think that pride again is a really good opportunity to kind of come out of that and say you know it's it's not just uh, the guys that are that are standing up for the rights we are standing up also we are strong enough and we are ready to do that um so yeah so then we have our pride symbols which uh, everyone i think knows the rainbow flag is sometimes called the lgbt flag or the gay Pride flag. And that's one of our major symbols. Um, it originated in California, but it's now used uh, worldwide. And I thought we'd talk a little bit about the colors, what the colors mean, because I, I didn't know what the colors meant until I looked up the information. So originally, um, the flag had eight stripes. And it had a hot pink stripe at the top, uh, which represented sexuality. The the next stripe was red, which represented life. Uh, Then orange, which represents healing. Then yellow, which represents sunlight. Green, representing nature. Turquoise, representing magic and art. And blue, representing serenity and harmony. And then the last stripe was violet, which represented the spirit. So the first uh, two flags for the Pride Parade, 30 volunteers actually sat there and hand-stitched them and hand-dyed each strip and i think it's so special i can just imagine them sitting there you know probably they were working well into the night you know trying to get it done because they they wanted us to have a symbol that we could kind of just get behind so i think that's really beautiful now of course uh, the the pride flag it's it's different now there's no there's no hot pink there's no turquoise it's red orange yellow green blue purple um uh, and i think uh, it's a beautiful beautiful representation some people also believe that um uh Gilbert Baker who was uh the the one who had the fr- the plot the la 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 the pride flag idea that he was inspired by the song um Somewhere Over the Rainbow and uh Judy Garland who sang that song she had just uh passed away uh a few days before uh, after after her death uh, uh sorry Stonewall Riots happened a few days after her death and Baker was really inspired by that song. And I I like to think about him sitting there, you know, listening to that beautiful song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Why can't I fly over the rainbow? And then saying, you know what? I can make my own rainbow. I can make my own rainbow right now, right here. I can take back my existence. I can acknowledge that though there are many people that want me to walk with shame, I don't have to. I can make a choice to live my life with dignity and with uh, honor and with sincerity, and and then he gave us our flag. So I love the idea of a proud, a pride flag. How do you guys feel about it? I want to hear from you. And I wanted to talk about what a dyke march was. And I know this is a term, um, you know, I mean, this is a derogatory term, actually. I mean, it's not, it's kind of a term that we've taken back the same way we've taken back the word queer. And, uh, and of course, you hear it a lot, uh, specifically when we're talking about uh, pride because you're talking about dykes on bikes and you're talking about dyke marches and and these kinds of things so i i wonder really uh how people feel about this term in term in india um does it bring up feelings for you do you do you feel uh, angry when you hear the word dyke do you feel happy is it okay if i because you know i'm a lesbian says the word but you don't like others to say it that's kind of how i feel i i I don't mind if in group people use it but I get a little offended if someone, you know, just randomly on the street would call me such a thing. Um, I wanna hear your opinions about that. Uh I, I kind of I have to tell you as I as I uh become more comfortable with who I am and the older I get, the more I kind of like the word dyke. Um, not because had a negative connotation and we took it back. I guess that's that's why I like it. Um, So anyway, so we're talking about Dyke Marches. Dyke Marches are mostly lesbian-led, inclusive gathering and protest marches, much like the original gay pride parades and marches. So the purpose of a Dyke March is to increase lesbian visibility and activism, and over the years they've grown to be much more inclusive of women loving women regardless of labels to include bisexual people, intersex people, and transgender women. And the first documented, or one of the first documented prides, uh, uh, dike marches, sorry, uh, that took place was in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It happened in May 1981. And it was, you know, I mean, relatively, it was pretty small. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see 200 lesbians together in one place uh, very often. So to me, it seems kind of big, but it was 200 women 200 lesbians and they were part of the Binational lesbian conference um, also then uh... in october of that same year an organization called lesbians against the right organized another march in toronto and uh... in the u.s. it took another can you believe it, it took another twelve years for there to be a dike march in the u.s. so on april twenty fourth nineteen ninety three that was the first nationwide March, But it was huge. They did a really great job of organizing. 20,000 women marched. 20,000. I mean, just take a minute and understand what that means. 20,000 women calling themselves lesbian, bisexual, intersex, queer women, women women-loving women, transgender women marched on Washington, D.C. And uh, it coincided with the March on Washington for Lesbian, Gay, and Bi, Equal Rights, and Liberation. And it was a t- intended as a women-only event, and what ended up happening was um, the rest of the LGBT community cheered them on and stood on the, 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 you know, the sidewalks as they went past, as they had their march, cheering them on and cheering on their visibility and, and really them taking their, you know, their spot in, uh, in society and in the LGBT society as well. Tell me, I mean, does that have any effect on you? Because I, I just got, like, goosebumps all over. 20,000 women marching with the rest of the LGBT community, cheering them on and saying, take your place. I think that's just amazing. Hello, you're on air with Mari. This is Lavender Life. Hi, Mari. This is Rohini. Hello, Rohini. How are you? I'm good. I
0: have to, I have to mute you on the radio.
1: Yeah, you sound Hi, a little good. bit low. Your, your volume is a little bit down.
0: Okay, hang on. I'll be a little bit louder.
1: All right, be a little bit louder.
0: Okay. Is this better?
1: That's a little bit better.
0: <laughs> a little bit better. So, hi. I've been listening to you talking about pride and specifically women's role and uh, visibility in pride. And I wanted to call in and then be a
1: little extra visible today. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being extra visible. We need extra visible. Extra visible is important. So what do you think about uh, dyke on bikes and uh, dyke marches? What do you think about the word dyke? Um, you know, I, I'm sort of
0: neutral on the term. I, I react to it depending on the tone of the person using it. And mostly because I think of it as a term very outside to me. I, I identify as queer. I identify sometimes as bisexual. And the rest of the time, dyke seems like a word that, that just even if um, even if sent to me as an insult is kind of inaccurate hmm. insult. <laughs> so I just I just sort of, you know, react to it depending upon the tone of the okay. person who's using it. But so when you say dykes on bikes, obviously, wow, that's amazing. I'm gonna be a dike for a day. Yeah. But um, if somebody else is saying it, if a straight person is saying it and they're saying, you know what those dykes are like then you're like, Really? You yeah. you don't get to say that word and the way you, some people don't get to say other words. Yes,
1: yeah, I think you know, that's I think that's quite yeah. uh, the way I feel about it. Yeah. it's just like uh, yeah. But you uh, know, there's, we there's also the sort of
0: moment of affectionate um, of, of affectionate insulting the way in which we sometimes talk about you know oh all these gays or oh, all these women. It it it's a term, but because we're, we're reclaiming it, has has got more room to be used in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it can be a site of great affection, it can be a site of factual accuracy, it can be a site of you know a yeah. good rhyming and a good catchphrase. You have a dike on a bike. This, yeah. You know what that is the second it's been said. Yes, exactly. You know?
1: Generally I mean I think when I when I'm think when I see dykes on bikes In my mind, I'm thinking of, like, butch women, really tough women, and they're there with their Harley Davidsons or their bullets or their whatever, looking uh, quite uh, formidable, no? Yes. Yes.
0: It's a very tough image, but when when I think of doing it for myself, I usually think, you know, exactly how feminine can I get? and then go on a bike.
1: exactly yeah. right, that's exactly I'm, what I think of. Because <laughs> I'm
0: not woman, that's what in that I'm way. thinking of, exactly. You know, the same. I want to be a femme on a, like, you know, if, if I, I, and I don't want a scooty or any of those things, I need someone to teach me how to use a proper, one of the big heavy ones and then go, yes, 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 To Bangalore. Yes. We should I don't have, think uh, bike classes, yeah. I think. That we should, that should do be that. something we do. I don't that we think do. I have time for it this this year, maybe I'll just I'll just hitch a ride with someone. Yeah, I think also that's it.
1: that's going to be what I do. I'm going to uh, sit on the back and uh, you uh, know wave, make Queen do the work. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's what's going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I think uh, I think Pride is awesome. As you said it so so aptly, I think it really truly is an awesome experience, an awe-inspiring experience. Yeah. So is. I'm gonna let you go. Bye. And uh, thank you so much for calling, Rohani. Every time. Our next uh, Lavender Lady of the Week, I picked Shabana Azmi for this for this week, because she is such a wonderful advocate, uh, and she has done lots of things. Uh, specifically for the LGBT community. So I know you all know who Shabana Azmi is. I mean, wonderful, beautiful actress that she is. Film, television, theater. Um, She's alumni of the Film and Television Institute of India in Pune. And she made her film debut in 1974 and soon became one of the leading actresses of parallel cinema. An Indian new wave movement that was known for serious content and neorealism. She is regarded as one of the finest actresses in India, and Asmi's performances in a variety of genres have generally earned her praise and awards, which include a record win of National Film Award for Best Actress of five national wins and several international honors. Uh, four Filmfare awards among them. She's appeared in over 120 Hindi films in both mainstream and independent cinema, and since 1988 she has acted in several foreign projects also. And then now we're going to get into really what makes her special to me. Uh, in addition to acting, she's a social and women's rights activist, a goodwill ambassador of the United Nations Population Fund, and a member of the Rajya Sabha, the upper house of the Indian Parliament. Uh, she was born in New Delhi, she did her schooling in Mumbai, and uh, then she went to uh, film school in Pune. So she's she's truly an Indian citizen of many different cities, and I, I love that about her too. And uh, she acted in Fire, of course, which is, I mean, everyone I think that uh, is probably listening knows about that movie. If you're listening outside of India, Fire was one of the first depictions of lesbianism on the screen perhaps the first in Indian cinema and it drew severe protests and threats from many social groups as well as by the Indian authorities Uh, theaters were actually burned down uh, and it got quite ugly but her role as Rudhal brought her international recognition with the Silver Hugo Award for Best Actress at the 32nd Chicago Film Festival and she also won the Jury Award for Best Actress at Outfest in Los Angeles it was one of the first uh, lesbian movies I ever watched. I loved watching her come to terms with uh, her feelings, and I, I thought it was just a really beautiful portrayal of uh, a lesbian love story uh, with, you know, trial and tribulation and happiness and sadness. And, and I, I, you know, you don't know what happened at the end, and I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Um, but I, I, I really wish they'd make a fire, too. I, I, I keep saying that, and everyone's like, they roll their eyes at me. I'm like, Mari, they're not going to make a fire, too. But I, I'm hoping that Deepa Mehta will make a fire, too. Deepa Mehta, if you're listening, I know it was 1996, and you're probably on to other things, but I would like a fire, number two. All right, so then she's been a social activist. She supports uh, child survival and fighting AIDS and injustice in real life. She's voiced her opinion on a variety of issues. Um, And she's proved her critics wrong, who said that, you know, she was using her celebrity status as a publicity gimmick. And she's finally emerged as quite a high profile profile social activist. She's participated in several plays and demonstrations denouncing communalism, communalism, sorry. And uh, she's advocated uh, social groups whose causes were, uh, for instance, the slum dwellers that were displaced. Uh, Kashmiri Pandit migrants, victims of the earthquake in Maharashtra, um, the the 1993 Mumbai riots appalled her, and she emerged as a really forceful critic of religious extremism. And she's also done a lot of can- campaigning against ostracism of victims of AIDS, and specifically uh, AIDS uh, uh, AIDS-infected women and children. She's also given her voice to an HIV education animated software tutorial created by the non- non-profit organization TeachAIDS. And she's been a member of the National Integration Council headed by the Prime Minister of India since 1989, a member of the National AIDS Commission of India, and she was nominated uh, also for the National United Nations Population Fund as a goodwill ambassador. So... My hat's off to uh, Shabana Azmi. I think she's just lovely inside and out. So wonderful to see someone that is so beautiful on the outside uh, match her insides to that beauty. And she is our Lavender Lady of the Week. I hope you've enjoyed my little biography of her. What pride means to me is what I'm going to talk about a little bit right now. Pride means to me an expression of love. It's, it's a love in a really pure form uh, all of us getting together and uh, coming together for the only purpose, uh, except to stand together. And I, I know that sounds a little, uh, a little corny, but uh, yes, like Antara said, uh, she cried a little bit during Pride. I, I, pry, I cry every year. Every year, it's it overwhelms me with the experience, and uh, it's really a worthwhile experience. And if you haven't experienced it, um it's just really special it's really special and we've talked about local lavender um uh, what else did we talk about we talked all about pride i think we covered pride pretty thoroughly today and from a queer women's perspective we talked about our lavender lady of the week Shavana has and the things that she's done for the lgbt community and for uh the uh, hiv positive communities and other marginalized communities So, that's it for today. You've been listening to Lavender Life. Until then, I'm wishing you lots of love and light and laughter. From this lavender lady to all you lavender ladies and you lavender gents too if you're listening. Oh, and I have a phrase for you. Uh, A man who loves the company of lesbians or who loves to be around lesbians or loves to talk to lesbians is called a lesbro. Les Bros. So, Les Bros, if you're out there listening, happy Lavender Day to you too. I hope you've had a good show. I've had a good show. Until then, I'll see you. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this SochCast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own SochCast at SochCast, apni Soch ko sunao. Sochka.